CES 2023. Brendan Moore, Johnny Jones, Dwayne Meekins here for the Black Futures Podcast. Fellas, we did day two. Day two is in the books. We walked this floor multiple times. I think we've seen the best the show has to offer. What excited you today? Sony. What excited you today? Sony. But being able to start the day at the Sony area, camera guy, video guy, gaming guy, that was just amazing for me. Sensory overload in a good way though, but I really enjoyed it. What about Sony? Did you what, jumped at you? Because I didn't really do Sony until today. Was there something in particular there that got you? Yeah, absolutely. It was the Sony Venice cinema camera that was used for Top Gun. The latest Maverick, I think that's what it was called. Right. The exhibitor showed us how Basically, the camera is broken into two bodies. When we think of cameras, we think of it being one thing, but they broke it into two entities. So you had basically the body of the camera separate from the sensor, which allowed the sensor to be in a small body itself that they were able to put in smaller places, allowing them to do some of the really cool cockpit shots in the right. film. So yep. that was just neat. As a shooter myself, the countless ways I could see that that being innovative. And it was neat that they shared that James Cameron actually came to them saying, this is what we want to do. And Sony said, okay, we'll build that for you. Mm. So, Yeah, it was really cool. He told us about how they took the actual body of the camera and stashed it behind the seat in the cockpit. So that allowed them to put the sensor up a lot wow. closer to Tom Cruise and, and all the other actors. Right. That's incredible. And so that, that movie was shot in like super high def. We watched it yesterday on the Hisense short throw laser projector and it looked Leica. incredible yeah. with the Leica glass. Yes. Yes. That was fantastic. What else excited you today? We didn't go to Sony a whole lot yesterday, so we actually stopped by the PSVR 2. And that actually comes out next month. So. As a gamer, that kind of excited me. They have finger touch technology in the PSVR 2, and I was really impressed by that. Gotcha. It's so funny because the same thing you're saying, I'm saying, the first time I did Sony yesterday, I just saw the car and that was it. But when I went in today, I was really impressed by their motion capture pavilion. They had three levels of motion yeah, capture. Like how do I capture just a person without the ping pong balls? How do I capture an entire stadium? And how do I capture a room's worth? Then they assemble all that into show this environment that we captured from Man United, and we're going to have a person right now that we're going to capture and put them into that joined environment. And I thought that was fantastic. And the thing that made it even better was that one of the people on my tours worked for Man United, and she was aware of the partnership with Sony. As a matter of fact, she worked one of the Sony booths yesterday, so she was able to give us a whole lot of just insight on why it was key and the fact that only like less than 3% of people who are Man U fans ever get to make it into the stadium. Oh, wow. So here's ways that we can increase engagement with our fan base who's not able to make it in by leveraging this technology. So I thought that was fantastic. And one add on to that is I just thought it was neat that they had this exhibit that ultimately allowed uh, attendees to experience what it takes to create all of this new technology that's going to be here. Yeah. Getting that firsthand interaction with it, even for me as a spectator, like it was really cool because I was a lot of that that was very similar to the Brooklyn Nets. They're pushing, I think, AR, VR, or their basketball games. And so it was this very similar technology. Mm. When I saw it on television, I didn't really grasp it. But to see it here in person, to see it being broken down and demonstrated, it was like, okay, now I'm kind of understanding how this will be adopted by society at some point. Right, right. 
Another piece that excited me was last year when I was here, we were all in this conference room and BMW pulled in their car. They changed colors and everybody looked at their phone all of a sudden because it was on Twitter. And that was a white car that if you press a button could turn gray. And this year there's like eight colors in different panels and it's much smoother looking. Last year when you got up close on it, you could see the details weren't nice. It's kind of rough, a bunch of triangles. This year, it's a smooth thing. They really have moved that forward. The iteration of one year is mad sweet. It's fantastic. I think that's the benefit of coming to this is you get to see the iterative process. Yeah. And you see the progress over a course of time. Right. If you could be gifted one item from the show, non-automotive, what would it be? Ooh, pressure. Wow. <laughs> I would probably say whoever nails the wireless LED television. Because uh, we saw LG, they had the large setup, but then today we went by Dispella, I think that's who they were called, and they claimed they'll be delivering the first wireless LED television. So whoever gets it right, if I get to that, you know, bring it on home. What about you? Not even a question, hands down, it's the Leica. Really? It's the high I didn't think you were going to say that. Oh man, that thing was so dope. I, I just love knew it. you going to get your girlfriend that night at this TV, you made your girlfriend. Over there, <laughs> a but TCL 98 the is 120 inches. <laughs> we don't know what the refresh rate is on that projector. How do you know? You can't even get it. I actually talked to the guy. What is it? See, it's 30 milliseconds. Well, it's, it's pretty good. It's slow. It's, right. Well, it's slower, yeah. but as a casual gamer sitting on the couch, I can handle that. Now he a casual gamer sitting on the couch. Uh, minute uh, ago, he, he, he got a, a gaming demo hey. while we were there, and it looked beautiful. So oh, I understand. It looked phenomenal. I did ask him to put the Cyberpunk 2077 on because it was Top Gun when we went by the other couple times. Yeah. So he put a video game on for me so I could see what the video game looked. We got footage of that, too. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. I went to Microsoft to spend some time there this time. Mm. So now if you buy a Samsung TV 2022 or later, you no longer need an Xbox to game. The Samsung 2022 TVs have the onboard OS that allow you to play the Microsoft cloud versions of their games. No more loading time from here out. You just sync your controller to it. No more device. That's incredible. That's number one. That is. The other thing, they have a competitor for the Switch, like a handheld gaming platform that is on Android as well. And then they have a laptop with a 3D screen. That's kind of weird because unless you're directly in front of it, you might get a little woozy. You get a little seasick watching that thing. So I don't know the application, but it was interesting. Like, it really was 3D. So that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Man. Anything you're critical of? Any tech you saw that you're kind of critical of? Not one thing. Well, I don't know if I should say it or not. I'll say it. Screw it. Kodak. I love Insta cameras. And so they had a few Insta cameras set up, as well as small versions of Photo Boost, which you know, we thought were pretty neat. We're excited to experience them, but the demos were very rough. You know, they tried to take photos and they couldn't take photos. What should have been maybe a 30 second process collectively, we probably were there for close to 10 minutes. Mm. So, you know, just execution maybe should have been tighter. But I think with technology, everyone wants to be the rush to get it out there. And I think we're moving more towards just get it out rough and then, you know, firmware, all of that stuff and get it right. I, maybe it's because it's my first time at CES. It was like, man, eh, it's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> How about you, Dwayne? Anything you're critical of? Not so much critical. We saw this really cool phone charger. It lit up. It looked like a G, and it had lights on the inside of it, and the phone rests on the inside of the capital G. Yeah. I said, that's really cool. Where can I get one? Hey, 
Uh, online somewhere. <laughs> I was like, uh, so you're not trying to sell any of these? Because both Johnny and I were. We could get one of those. Right. It was really cool. It was cool technology. You could change the light. You could set it to where the light would kind of flash with the alarm. So I thought that was kind of cool. But she lost me when she said, eh, somewhere online. Hey, <laughs> That's not even a tech that criticism. That's a people, that's <laughs> a training criticism, and I get it. A lot of people here, did you feel good? Was it a great day? Next time you come to the show, what would you do different? Dwayne just said it as we were wrapping up today, plan day three, because I think we're all cutting out tomorrow. But uh, just scheduling that third day, even if it's just a personal day to really pace really yourself, take, take it, it all in, that's definitely the plan for next year. Same for you? Yes, sir. Definitely. Just because... We're so focused on the tours, and there were a lot of things that you don't get to experience because you're either preparing for the tour or executing the tour, and you don't really get the opportunity to digest what's really here. Right. I think day three would allow us to just really enjoy what else is in here as well as see what's in the other venues. Yeah. I just hope that us sharing our story inspires other black creatives and tech-interested people and students to come participate in the show. Maybe cost prohibitive, maybe not. But I think we're at a point now at this show where our presence is not reflective of our participation in America. The percentage of black folks here is lower than it is in my neighborhood or your neighborhood per se. And I'd like to see more of us here participating. In the meanwhile, I'm going to hold it down with you guys. Yes, sir. Right, I mean, we saw the effect of that connection here when the brother of Jay Lou walked up. Saw it was, hey man, y'all doing a podcast? And wanting to come on, and I mean, ideas ran through my head like, man, wow, how many other black inventors, creators, podcasters would want to connect or be a part of this? So I'm excited about the future possibilities and glad to be a part of this stepping stone. That's great. And to your point yesterday, is echoing something you said. As we participate, we're making ourselves accessible as well to all these people who are participating as well as people who are exhibiting. And as you said, one fault in many of the technologies is that they don't have enough diversity in the room, especially black voices in the room. Us coming here is a powerful thing for us as well as for them. We make ourselves available, we make some relationships. Next thing you know, you got a new voice at the table who's giving you some insight or reflective of the cultural differences we have. That'd be pretty cool. So that's all I got. Black Futures Podcast, day two, CES 2023. We out. So glad you guys joined us. Peace.